0: Our first guest is Chuck Hibbert. Chuck is a consultant for the National School Safety and Security Service. He's also president and CEO of Hibbert Safe School of Consulting. He's a certified school safety specialist, certified master level instructor in nonviolent crisis intervention and workplace violence, and has terrorism and anti-terrorism training from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Some of his work's been published in the magazine for National School Safety, as well as the magazine of the American Society for Industrial Security. More than a pleasure to have Chuck. Chuck Hibbert with us. Uh, Chuck, good afternoon and welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Leslie. Good afternoon to you.
0: Um, l- uh, l- let's uh, talk about, first of all, uh, before uh, you, know, uh, you and I talk, let's just listen to these um, two brief clips um, from Los Angeles, from the press conference that took place not that long ago. First up is the police chief of Los Angeles, Charlie Beck, speaking uh, over the bomb threat to the um, Los Angeles uh, Unified School District uh, today at a news conference. Here's uh, police chief Charlie Beck from
2: LA. Very late last night, uh, the Los Angeles Police Department was uh, contacted by LAU, LA Unified School Police uh, Chief uh, Zipperman, about a very specific threat that had been delivered via email to a number of uh, the people on the school board. After reviewing that threat, uh, we became very concerned, contacted the FBI, and began to work jointly through our Joint Terrorism Task Force uh, to try to vet that threat and to to be able to give the school board and the superintendent our best advice on, on, on moving forward. Uh, we were able to do that. The superintendent uh, made a decision We support his decision, as as does the mayor. Uh, I would say this to people that, that are critical. It is very easy, in hindsight, to criticize a decision based on results that the decider could never have known. It is also very easy to criticize a decision when you have no responsibility for the outcome of that decision. The school district safeguards three-quarters of a million lives every day. When they make a decision, they have to take into account the safety of the children of Los Angeles. And I think it's irresponsible, to, based on facts that have yet to be determined, to criticize that decision at this point. All of us make tough choices. All of us have the same goal in mind. We want to keep our kids safe. These are tough times. These communities, our community, Southern California, has been through a lot in the recent weeks. Should we risk putting our children through the same?
0: And then let's just play one more here. And this is also uh, an update from uh, the Los Angeles superintendent uh, speaking of, uh, Ramon Cortines, speaking at the press conference over these bomb threats uh, just uh, this past, hour, just uh, 90 minutes ago, less than 90 minutes ago.
3: This morning, uh, at just after 5 o'clock, I received a phone message from uh, Chief Zipperman, the school uh, uh, police, uh, and he uh, shared with me uh, the threat that had been made to not one school, but many schools uh, in this school district. Um, uh, He shared with me that some of the details talked about Uh, backpacks, uh, talked about uh, other packages uh, and
2: uh, after
3: uh, talking with him, uh, also with the board president uh, I made a decision to close all of the schools. I think it is important uh, that I take the precaution uh, based on what has happened recently, and what has happened in the past. Uh, I have asked the chief to be working with the uh, city police department and the sheriff uh, before the day is over. I want every school searched to make sure that it is safe for children and safe for staff to be there uh, on Wednesday.
0: Okay, and uh, let's uh, go to our guest, and we're very um, happy to have uh, Chuck with us. Chuck, um, you know, you, you heard those things. Um, uh, thank you um, for um, listening in and uh, allowing us to take a few minutes out of your uh, interview segment to do that. Um, I, I want to ask, um, there there were two different decisions, and allegedly these were the same emails. Uh, that these school districts, New York being the number one, the largest in the country, and Los Angeles being the number two. Uh, Bill Bratton, who was the police chief in Los Angeles, is in, in, in New York, uh, said this w- was an overreaction. Uh, do you agree with uh, what the uh, police chief of Los Angeles said and that you know, nobody but the person responsible should be judging? Was this an overreaction in your professional opinion by Los Angeles and, and the uh, head of the uh, school district, the L.A. Unified School District?
1: I don't think anyone, Leslie, should be surprised that we have, uh, two very similar, if not exact messages being interpreted, uh, in different ways in different locales. Frankly, see this all the time in our tabletop training with, uh, when we use school professionals and, and their community partners when we do, uh, very similar type scenario based training. It's not uncommon for people to interpret uh, circumstances differently, uh, based upon their particular locale and uh, their experiences at, at large. So I'm not surprised at all. I I, I, I do question uh, the if it's an overreaction. Um, we ha- we cancel schools in this country. It's unprecedented. It's unprecedented in the respect that it's L.A. and New York, but we've had similar uh, electronic threats received by communities across this country uh, for uh, several years in which similar decisions have been made to cancel and similar decisions have been made not to cancel based upon threat assessments. So, no, I'm not surprised at all that we have two different decisions.
0: Um, I, uh, how much time do guys do we have until the break? I want to make sure I have. Oh, we, uh, that we're going to take a break. Chuck. So when we come back, we will talk more about this and more with our guest. As you are aware, Los Angeles Unified School District, second largest in the country, closed after a bomb threat. New York said got the same threat. School Consulting. Chuck Hibbert is our guest, a certified school safety specialist, certified master level instructor in nonviolent crisis intervention and workplace violence, and has terrorism and anti terrorism training from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Chuck, thank you for holding. Welcome back.
1: No problem.
0: Um, do you think, Chuck, that perhaps the reaction in Los Angeles was different because we were so close in Los Angeles County to what happened to San Bernardino? not just in the span of time, but obviously geographical location.
1: Absolutely. Those kinds of factors have to be considered. Uh, The emotional basis from which decisions are made uh, cannot be eliminated. What I do find somewhat interesting is that – from some of the reports I've seen on the, from the national media, is that Beverly Hills School District, uh, which is surrounded by LA Unified, chose not to cancel their classes today. So you, you kind of wonder, the question I ask is, is why? Why not? And so, but those things are what we see, and I think it's very important. Uh, And I believe in the power of the local school district and local school board's decisions, uh, and that's the reason why one size does not fit all when it comes to uh, school safety.
0: I want to talk about – I heard a number of women – I live in Los Angeles, uh, full disclosure. uh, My kids go to private school, and – I, I live in a segment of Los Angeles which has uh, la unified but also has another unification so it's a little bit um, of a gray area where I live sure. <laughs> people are like which school you know it's sort of like if I put my foot on that side of the street my kids go there understand right. it's kind of so right. um But but this this morning, you know, I spoke on, you know, TV, you know, I'm on Fox News channel, you know, what four to six times a week. And I spoke about this this morning. But prior to going on, mothers especially were gathering around and mothers that had kids in L.A. unified. I also heard on the radio as I was driving to the studio and checked out online. And one of the issues, Chuck, that a lot of parents had in L.A. in the L.A. Unified School District is that they were getting their news from either other mothers on the phone or emails, Twitter Facebook or news sources online or on television, and they didn't feel like some people, the robotic call didn't come through or they weren't really clear on what the message was. Um, Do you think if not LA Unified dropped the ball here and especially because of the second largest school district, that maybe, you know, since we do, unfortunately terrorism seems to be part of our new normal uh, or, you know, threats of terror that school districts, all school districts, especially school districts this large in size, we have over 600,000 students, almost 1,000 a, a campuses, isn't prepared necessarily uh, for an attack like this or larger.
1: Well, therein, Leslie, lies the, the issue. The point I would take with... Uh, L.A. Unified, and I realize that when you have 900 schools uh, plus uh, hundreds more charter schools that you're responsible for, it's a little different than when you have nine schools in a school district. But the principles, the fundamentals, are still the same. I did find it interesting that the chief from LAPD says that the school district chief contacted him uh, last night. Uh, the superintendent said of L.A. Unified said he was contacted at 5 a.m. I, I wonder... Why, why such a gap in bringing the chief executive of the school district into the loop? Uh, but again, uh, the things are handled differently in different locations. The, the, the fact is, is that uh, these kinds of threat assessments um, have to be made very carefully, and a lot of things go into consideration. Uh, one of the things that we've seen when schools were canceled, I was in the D.C. area uh Early last, uh, December actually of last year doing an assessment for a private school and we had uh, snow for two days and we closed, they closed the schools in DC because uh, the entire DC area and not just the DC schools, the entire area, uh, because of that snow threat for two days. And so those kinds of things, uh, those decisions are not made quickly because L.A. Unified, just as an example, in many of our school districts at the ur- in the urban areas where we provide breakfast, lunch, and in some cases dinner for children, uh, uh, those children often don't get fed when they don't go to school. So... Closing schools uh, is always a difficult decision for the chief executive. But I do I do question at this point in time, and I and and I must admit, as the chief said, I don't have all the facts. But based upon what he said and the superintendent said, I wonder why that gap in communications uh, was there, and perhaps the facts as they play out the next several days. And of course, they will. That question will be an- answered.
0: Uh, the. The specialist I heard on the radio this morning um, who worked with, you know, bombs and things like this said when you have over 900 campuses, as the L.A. Unified School District does, L.A. Unified is so big that they have their own police force within, you know, there's the Los Angeles Police Force, there's the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, and then there is the L.A. Unified Police Department. No joke. the LA Unified School District Police Department. He said it would take a week or more to actually comb each school um, with the specifics it would take to make sure that there is actually no bomb uh, to that threat. Do you agree with that? And, you know, are schools going to be closed a week or or, or should they? Are they not uh, looking through this in the manner they looked through that building where the two terrorists attacked in San Bernardino um, just recently?
1: Well, I think there's... Two things here. One is is clearly to search 900 or literally over a thousand, including the charters, schools in LA, uh, to do a thorough uh, bomb sniffing dog, uh, top to bottom uh, threat certainly could not be accomplished in, in perhaps not even a week. However. There are procedures that most school districts have in place. You know, bomb threats are not new to schools, unfortunately.
0: And you read my mind because that was going to be my next question. So I'm glad okay. you're talking about this. If you could, spe- if you could speak to that, we just don't always hear about them, right? I mean, right, right now, this is the media likes to run with anything that looks or smells like terrorism.
1: For sure, and, and so uh, so schools schools are prepared uh, for. Many of these similar circumstances, or they have the fundamentals in place that can be adapted to the situation. And one of those situations, of course, is bomb threats. And so, you most school districts have procedures. Where uh, one of the difficulties, of course, is if if I got my facts straight, is is no no staff was to report today as well. So if you take custodians as an example uh, janitorial I think uh, I, I forget exactly what terminology LA unified uses uh, for their their particular folks who who do the building uh, custodial and uh, physical security work if you will uh, so you have that staff try to manage and do some preliminary scanning of the areas, the best practice is is to have somebody familiar with the area, look at that area. Is there anything out of place? If there's something out of place, then you bring in the bomb specialist. So I think you can kind of do that as well and and rely on those procedures to get schools open tomorrow if they will allow school staff back into the building uh, to make those kinds of examinations, and I think they should.
0: Uh, When we look at the decision Los Angeles made in comparison with New York, uh, my understanding is that New York spoke to the uh, terrorism task force and spoke to the FBI. And the decision in Los Angeles was made by the superintendent alone, was my understanding, um, an educational individual. Do you think that could be also playing into the conclusion? Uh, Some people say he didn't consult them because of time because this threat came at 5 a.m pacific time and kids would be arriving at the school uh in less than two hours from uh the threat the arrival of the threat
1: well i i think the superintendent's were the words were he made a decision and the abundance of caution uh also i don't know at what point in time uh the officials in new york uh conferred with the school district. Uh, to make their decisions, it is it is easier certainly to stop the process at 6 a.m. than it is if we go three hours later uh, to use the five to use the eight to nine a.m. in New York scenario, uh, where you already have children in place, you already have staff in place. Uh, it is easier to stop the process than it is to close uh, and send home. Uh, At equal seven hundred plus thousand children as they would in New York City. So I I, again, that's the reason why you have to take these circumstances in in consideration on the individual events as they unfold. And so you know, I think the chief said, you know, it's easy to be it's easy to be critical if you don't have all the information. Well, uh, I guess one of the things we could do to solve that is well, share all the information and and then we'll. I guess the majority will be supportive or are or, or critical at some level.
0: Because you're an expert in this and you're trained in this, if, uh, you know, some obvious, I'm not going to ask what decision would you make, you know, because I, I do feel as a parent better safe than sorry, although this was also final exams today. And some people thought it was like years ago when somebody pulled a fire alarm. Unfortunately, people use the internet. Lastly, you know,
1: if I may interrupt here, that should be part of your threat assessment.
0: Really?
2: Re- yes,
1: it should. I mean, what we see, and again, uh, if, if we take if we take the emotional now, I, I know it's difficult to separate San Bernardino from the mentality, but that's what professionals must do. What we see, we see bomb threats, if you will, to schools. We see them typically around final exam time. We see them uh, sometimes the day before uh, extended break. All these things are factors to consider uh, in making that threat assessment. Now, I will tell you, having worked in a public school district, certainly we didn't have 900 schools, but we did have our... Unfortunately, a regular bomb threats, and we had a procedure in place for that threat assessment, and we had a threat assessment team, and the individuals, we evaluated the threat, and we made decisions. And I will tell you that routinely on bomb threats, we did not evacuate. And frankly, that's the best practice in the. Okay, so 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 you would would
0: not if you had. So I am going to ask you that, Jack. If you had received that threat today, you would not have evacuated.
1: I, I based upon what I know, and and again, going chiefs chiefs comments are valid. I don't know all the facts, so I'll put that caveat in there. But routinely. I would not have a, I would not have closed all the schools in LA.
0: Okay, let's take some calls and we start in California with John. Line one, John. Good afternoon. You want to weigh in on this conversation uh, with our guest on the Los Angeles school district, the uh, LA Unified School District shutting down. John. Good afternoon and welcome. Question or comment.
4: Well, you know, I wanted to offer a pragmatic solution uh, overall. I mean, I was going to relate to the overall terrorism question by relating a headline about Iraq. It was 3300 killed in Iraq during the month of November 2015 it comes from antiwar.com. And rather than just lodge the usual complaints, which we have no shortage of of all the issues as is, to offer a pragmatic solution, you know, as we have our uh, front runner candidate uh, Bernie Sanders in the latest poll, leading 10 points ahead of Hillary Clinton. Perhaps for Bernie, I could offer, you know, that. When we got involved in Iraq, and then um... wait, wait,
0: can, can we stay? If you don't mind, uh, John, if we could stay, um, you know, on the school uh, district issue, because we, we're not, we, we talk about all these other issues, Iraq and, and Bernie and stuff. Um, what, what is, what did you want to weigh in on specifically uh, regarding the Los Angeles school district being shut down over this bomb threat today?
4: Well, uh, actually, uh, you began the uh, hour with terrorism, so I thought it was a little more broadened than that. I hope. Oh, was oh, I, 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 uh,
0: okay, but, but, uh, okay, uh, but, our, but our guest is on specifically uh, about the the schools. What, what is your comment then on, on terrorism? Quickly.
4: Well, quickly, I would just have to say that you know that when you go into a country like uh, Iraq with a. Uh, Robert Ford, under the tutelage of John Negroponte and your uh, arming militias, and then Robert Ford as ambassador to Syria, arms the militias to overthrow Assad. You know, I know Obama cares deeply about the situation in Syria and arms and bomb threats and weapons everywhere, all over the world. I know he cares deeply about it, and uh, I hope that the next candidate, Bernie Sanders rethink that policy and uh according to Webster Tarpley Obama actually regrets overthrowing the uh the campaign to overthrow Assad into our yeah yeah John
0: and, and we appreciate your comments I really appreciate it thank you uh, for your call I just uh in respect to the guest we did ask him on because he's an expert in this area of school safety uh with regard to terrorism and uh, these types of threats so let's go to Georgia with Reggie line two George uh, Reggie what is your question for our guest
1: by airing these uh, school closings because of possible bomb threats? Are we, are we giving an individual who placed those bomb threats or those false bomb threats any more power? I mean, scaring people to death and, you know, aver- you know, disturbing the peace, so to speak. Chuck? Uh, I'm sorry, Leslie. I didn't get all of that question.
0: Okay. Uh, Reggie, can you pose the question once again?
1: Yes. Do you think that by airing or reporting all of these school uh, closings because of school threats, or bomb threats, or, perce- or perceived bomb threats. Are we giving this individual who who did this any power? I mean, are we putting his name out there, so to speak? Well, I think one of the things that we will see, and we've always seen after events like this, uh, these types of threats. Uh, or even after, uh, I'll use Columbine and Sandy Hook as examples, we've seen copycat threats uh, pop up uh, concerning these issues. So, yes, I, I guess the, your answer your question the best I can uh, is that there's no question that, from what I understand from terrorism training, is that we do empower these people by canceling school today. Uh, my greatest fear is we've canceled school today in L.A., what if we get the same threat tomorrow, or well next week? we will probably out of school because of the uh, for the holiday season. But where where do these things stop? Uh, and especially where do you make if that they're decision? especially that, especially if they're bunch school school of- tomorrow, we don't.
0: Yeah, and especially if there are a bunch of college kids sitting there in Frankfurt or somewhere else and their IP address just goes through Frankfurt and they're laughing uh, at the chaos that they have caused, which uh, some of us suspect could end up being uh, the situation. Uh, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us. We'll definitely have you on the show again. You were great. Chuck Hibbert, consultant for the National School and Safety Security Service, president and CEO of Hibbert Safe School Consulting. The website is HibbertSafeSchool.com. That's H-I-B-B-E-R-T. Follow at Safe Schools. That's the Twitter handle for National. School Safety and Security Service.